All praises to the Most High and the Most High only. I'm your host, Brownson Arabiji. I'm bringing to you another episode of The Narrow Path of the Righteous. The Most High put it on my spirit to speak on pride. The pride that has consumed the vast majority of the masses throughout Babylon and throughout the world systems. The pride that has completely embodied the majority of the masses and helped blind them from seeing the truth. The pride that has blinded them from even seeking the truth. We are going to do a deep dive into how pride has creeped its way into the lives of the masses and how pride will precede many people's destruction, especially in the days ahead. Pride precedes destruction. We've already been taught this in Proverbs. Throughout the Torah Tanakh, you're going to read about pride and the Most High's view on pride and the warnings against pride. Pride brings calamity. Pride has destroyed many people and continues to destroy many people. Pride doesn't allow someone to be a rational adult and analytically think on a deeper level or look into things. Pride hinders one's growth and full potential. When you think about it, we've all been prideful at some point. We've all allowed our emotions and our predictive programming and our cognitive dissonance to get in the way of thinking analytically from using common sense and logic. We've all been defensive. We've all allowed our emotions to run our mind. So when you think about it, we were inhibiting ourselves from growth. Anytime that we refuse to heed new information, we refuse to seek out new information, we refuse to even listen 
to new information, there's a good chance that your pride is hindering your growth. When you look around at people, you can see that pride is what really drives most people. The majority of the masses genuinely believe they have all the answers. The majority of the masses genuinely believe that what they've been taught and told their whole lives doesn't need to be looked into, nor is any of it truthful or untruthful. It's gone to the point where people do not exercise their brains in any way, shape, or form. So they go to school, they go through the indoctrination camps, they learn this, they learn that, they go to college, they come out with a degree, and and then that's it. Most people are done learning. How many people even read books anymore? I've just noticed the attention span of people is so awful. Why do you think they have so many TV shows and so many movies? Why do you think they create government-controlled apps like TikTok, little clips, little 15, 30 second clips for you to go dance and do challenges with each other and just waste your time. There's always some kind of new dance or new challenge every other week. But yet people can't look into something. People can't look for more truth. People don't search for anything. They're complacent. And when they're presented new information, if it goes against what they were taught, what they were indoctrinated into, they are quick to brush it aside. They are quick to deny and ignore it, even mock it. The majority of the masses have been brainwashed into believing that the path that they were given in Babylon is the only path in life to pursue. Remember, I've discussed how people are under the guise of the American dream or the pursuit of happiness. So of course it's easy for the wicked elites to give them a path to go on and dangle the carrot. You know, just just do these things. You know, just go down this path And you'll obtain, you know, such and such. The majority of people will stop at nothing to compete and race down that path that Babylon gives them without for a minute stopping and thinking, wait a minute, is this truthful? Is this fulfilling? The majority of people nowadays are foul. They're vile and they're wicked. Let's be honest here. People are inherently dishonest and selfish. 
People love to display arrogance, ignorance, and pride. People now openly love to break each other down. We're at a point where all anyone can think about is status, the vast majority. You got new terms such as high-value man, high-value woman, low-value man, low-value woman. And people eat it up. Nowadays, the masses will boastfully act prideful and not think for a second about the repercussions. The wicked elites know that all you need to do is trap someone into a specific mindset and train a thought in order to brainwash them. When you think about it, when you sit back, when you go through that indoctrination, because I went through it, I got the vaccines, I went to church, I went to school, I went down that path. The Most High just blessed me with a gut instinct that I finally listened to. I've always been inquisitive. I've always doubted what I was taught. Plenty of times I had run-ins with teachers all the way back, just even in elementary school, in junior high, high school, getting pulled out, cla- out of class, getting written up, going to detention. And looking back, I honestly knew that it was BS. I knew what I was taught and I knew all the hours I spent in that building was not beneficial. I knew that deep down, I may not have had the words or the wisdom, knowledge, or understanding to fully comprehend what I was going through, but I knew that deep down that life could not be like that. When I would watch my parents slave away at jobs, my dad working doubles, triples just to make ends meet, my mom having to search for new jobs, after her brain aneurysm and stroke, after losing her job at US Bank, seeing how cold this world is, I thought to myself, this couldn't be it. And so when you think about it, when you think about how we are brainwashed, just go back to the basics, just use common sense. They pop your children up in the school right after they're vaccinated. They give the parents, and this is if you're blessed and if you're fortunate, they give the parents, you know, 12 to 16 weeks to be home with the child. And usually in some cases, that's just the mother. You're fortunate if you have time of leave as a father and it's a fraction of what the mother has. So the child is ripped away at some point, unless you are fortunate enough to have family that can babysit. And then you're paying hundreds of dollars to have your child taken care of by someone you don't know. And so that connection with the the mom is already broken right off the bat. That child gets old enough to go to school. Now there are laws 
that you have to register your child for school or if you want to do homeschooling, they have to approve the curriculum. Think about that. They can throw you in jail for homeschooling your own child. People don't really think about the contracts that we sign. That's one of the biggest things that I learn are these covenants that you, you create with the wicked. When you go and sign a marriage certificate, the government is now a part of your situation. When you go and sign a birth certificate, the government is now a part of your situation. When you look at a birth certificate, you got what? Numbers and a barcode, similar to a social security. So they, the, the way the wicked elites view it is that they own your child. They want to brainwash your child to serve their purpose in Babylon, to be a workhorse, to not think for themselves. And then they place those children all up in an indoctrination camp, what, eight, nine hours a day? The parents are working, living to work. Could just push up in a room they don't want to even be in to get, what, a half hour to hour outside the day? Don't get any vitamin D. Can't really interact. Ask, asking when you can go to the bathroom from a teacher. And then in most cases, they feed your children ADH medicine because they don't want them asking questions. They don't want them being inquisitive and being curious and, and, and pushing the envelope, questioning what they're learning. So they dumb your child down and then that child goes through college. That child is told, hey, you need this certificate, this piece of paper. That means you now are a master in your area that we gave you, in the curriculum that we gave you. You know, don't don't learn how to, you know, build things with your hands. Don't don't learn a trade. Don't know how to grow food. We don't we, we don't need you to do that. We can do that. We don't want you building your own house. We don't want you living off the land. No, 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 no. Go get that business degree. Go get that finance degree. Go get that nursing degree. Go get that doctorate. We, we got you covered. And then they have they build you up. They show you these celebrities, these actors, the, these entertainers, these quote-unquote leaders. And they say, that's success. Be like them. Be prideful. The wicked elites know that as long as they give the masses the Babylonian system and something to work towards, such as access, fame, popularity, money, or wealth, that the majority of the masses will happily get into the hamster wheel of Babylon and begin chasing the facade of happiness. And that's exactly what it is. It's a, a complete facade. You don't get any happiness chasing anything that they tell you to do. There's no happiness in that. Why do you think it's called, quote unquote, the pursuit of happiness? Why is that phrase used? Babylon wants you to continue pursuing their system in order to someday become happy. And, you, and the caveat is someday. They don't guarantee you happiness. You know, once you're out in the workforce, they give you what, two weeks? You're lucky if you get two weeks off. Here, here you go, two weeks. You got weekends. You got a full day Saturday and basically a half day Sunday. Better take advantage. Better run all your errands. 
We know you're exhausted. We know you're stressed, but that's your time off. The wicked elites know that the masses will be like a dog chasing after its tail to no avail when they pursue their system. The wicked elites know that they are the puppeteers of the masses and control how they act, how they feel, and how they think. The wicked elites have their eyes focused on the extermination of the masses. At this point, it's too late for a lot of people. Because if you can't open your eyes to see that something is terribly amok, something is up, something is wrong, that your spirit doesn't feel right, your spirit feels unsettled, especially after this last year, what witnessing what's happening to the world, businesses closing, millions of people out of work, millions of people in debt, millions of people homeless, chaos, division. If you can't see that something is terribly wrong, then it's too late for you at this point. And you can't connect the dots to see that all of this drama, all of this chaos is always given to you by Babylon, by these wicked elites. It's not like the people are making this up. It's not like we're the ones presenting all this mess. We're being fed this mess and then we're gorging it and consuming it. It's like the masses can't get enough. They're so sated. They need to continue to, to, to gorge it and consume all of the BS that they're fed. And they eat it up. They are being exterminated and they have no idea. The wicked elites have boasted about this. The wicked elites have revealed their plans. The wicked elites have mocked the majority of the masses. That's, that's fact. I mean, all you got to learn, if you just learn basic, basic, basic information, such as hand symbols of Freemasons, you'll see that they talk in code. You'll see they stick out the tongue on you, throw up the baphomet. It's so obvious. They've been doing this for centuries. But the masses don't put two and two together. Everything's always a coincidence to them. Nothing could ever be real. Their pride doesn't allow their gut instinct to kick in. The wicked Babylonian systems teach our children to be wicked from a young age. From a young age, they teach your child to go against the Most High, to question the Most High. The The moment that they have your child or children in their education system, is the moment where the path of your child or children can be dramatically altered. And it really is a life or death situation. Babylon teaches your child to idolize. Babylon teaches your child to idolize planets, galaxies, science, dinosaurs, and a whole array of fakery. Well before your child is even old enough to comprehend what is going on, they just take it in. Of course, they they give it to children young. Children will sponge that stuff in right away. They give it to them in their cartoons, in their movies. Parents just willingly sitting their child in front of a TV, 
for hours on a day, sending them in front of a phone, a tablet. And they wonder why their child talks back to them. Why their child is always upset or moody. Babylon teaches children to never speak up or to even question anything that they're taught. Otherwise, they'll deem your child as destructive and someone who doesn't respect authority. Why do you think they offer up the military? Oh, put your kid in the army once they graduate high school. Put them in the army so they can get some authorities. They can learn some authority. Just another massive brainwashed system. Go teach your child how to be a killer, okay? Teach your child how to not think for themselves even more, okay? Got MK Ultra, monarch-like systems right in front of your face and you have no idea. Babylon teaches your child about homosexuality, transsexuality, and a whole list of abominations. And look around, they're now having transvestites come to classes and teach. And the parents that speak out are being called out for being hateful, hate speech. You saw they always have something for you. They always can go on the defense and make you look like the, the, the bad person. Oh, yeah, that's just hate speech. Babylon's teaching your children and society to go against the Most High. Babylon has a tight grip on our children. And they slowly but surely have been destroying generation after generation. That's facts. I remember specifically growing up in the 1990s, going into 2000s, graduated in 07. And I remember times were always just relaxed as far as the world. You know, my home life, that's different. But as far as the world, things were relaxed for the most part. Going into the 2000s, and then 2001, the world changed in 2001. And I remember just the shift of energy. I remember even how crazy my graduating class was. And I fell into it. I allowed substances to control me, promiscuity to control me. I remember I would drink before class sometimes and be drunk in high school. Many people would be drunk. You get high even during class, even before class, during your lunch break, go and get high. Go and get high after class. But what I found crazy and astounding was the hard drugs that mixed in. People doing hard drugs, doing ecstasy, doing acid, doing crazy stuff before school, during school, after school, on the weekends. And looking back, that's because Babylon had a tight grip on us even back then, even through our music, even through the change in the world after 9-11, after 2001, 9-11, after that PSYOP.
they're brainwashing each generation. I remember even being in high school and being like, dang, the people even younger than me, the, the people that graduated in 07, 09, I'm like, these people are crazy. They would even do harder drugs. They would even party harder than we would. And I remember back in my high school, that, that became like a rites of passage. That became like something to be prideful about. It was like, hey, I got messed up, you know. Hey, I got messed up with these people. I got, I got drunk. I'm cool. And people kept pushing the envelope, pushing the envelope, pushing the envelope. And I know people whose lives are pretty much over now. And I'm only 31. Just from that, just from those drugs, just from that path they went down. I know many homies from high school that died who are already dead. Because of that path that they went down. Because of the brainwashing that Babylon instituted in us. And how unfortunate it was for these parents. Because a lot of these parents don't know what's going on. That's why I I have empathy for people. Because a lot of people just don't know. People die for lack of knowledge. We already learned that. And that's the truth. Each generation up until now has gotten worse all around. And I was even seeing that all the way back in high school. I'm talking about 07. I'm like, these people are absolutely crazy. I remember one thing that stood out to me was my high school graduation. We had like a ceremony. And a couple buddies and I, we all we used to go to this place called The Shed. And we used to be wild. I'm talking about like... Yo, I'm talking about, I, I, it's copious amounts of drugs. Not, it was, for me, I wasn't even really into the drugs, it was just the weed. But people had copious amounts of drugs. I remember going to that graduation ceremony. or what, It wasn't even a ceremony, it was like a, a party, like a grad party for like the school. And one of the guys that used to run in one of the circles we used to hang out with was so messed up on drugs. And he went on stage forgot why he was called on stage like he volunteered for something to speak on something and whatever and the host was like ladies and gentlemen this is why you don't do drugs and everybody just started laughing because it was so surreal because it's like we were all messed up at thinking that we weren't we did that people didn't notice like our parents didn't notice our teachers didn't notice i couldn't even imagine being a teacher back then and seeing the change in people and then when you come up till now, how these kids act. Think about this new generation. Think about all the music that is destroying them. You got hip hop artists wearing face tattoos. Putting surgical diamonds in the middle of their forehead. You know, the tr all the real truthers know that that's fake. A lot of this is just, you know, you can wear a bodysuit. And that, that diamond is not real, but other people don't know that. That's besides the point. It's just a message that they're putting out there to people. All this new music, all this emo rap. Like, I want to die. Like, it's just like crazy. It's like, I've never, it's, it's so obvious what's going on. And people run with it. The youth nowadays have so much access to drugs, so much access to destruction it's at their fingertips why do you think kids are committing suicide just young adults 16 17 18 19 20 just committing suicide 
the generations have been defiled by Babylon and it's, it's worked. Babylon teaches your child or children to idolize celebrities, entertainers, the government, politicians, and sports. Babylon teaches your child that to be someone in life, you must be like your idols. The same idols that Babylon pushes on them. Why do you, you think Babylon has a phrase, in God we trust, printed on the money that they force everyone to work to the bone for? They force people to the point where people will kill for a piece of paper. People will stab each other in the back for a piece of paper. Babylon has created a system where the wealthy despise, look down on, and mock the poor and the destitute. Babylon has created a system where the poor and the destitute are taught to believe that they aren't worth anything in life, and that their life isn't meaningful unless they have what others have. That's Babylon for you. And it's at a point where there's no hiding anymore. People, I'm telling you, people are going to commit suicide in droves. Suicide numbers are already up. People, especially the upcoming months, the year, people are going to end themselves. They're not going to be able to handle what is in store for them, what these wicked elites have in store for them. Because it's, it, think about it, it's a buildup. It's like a volcano. It's like this volcano has been waiting to erupt in so many people for years, for decades. People have just been hiding it by idolizing sports, entertainers, actors, politicians. They want to they identify themselves with what Babylon gives them. They have no identity. So when all of these things have been stripped away for this pandemic, think how a person is going to act. It's time we wake up. Most High has never been taught in this Babylonian society. In fact, these systems have removed the Most High as far away as possible from children and the masses. Babylon wants your children, child's soul, and it has successfully trapped the souls of the majority of the masses. Before an adult does become prideful and wicked, they once were innocent. The vast majority of children are pure-hearted and simply want to enjoy life. Just look at a child. If you want the example of a carefree spirit with peace of mind, look at a child that is in their element, just plain, an adventurous mind, a studious mind, a curious mind an inquisitive mind. When you want to look at pure joy, look at a child in their element. They don't ask for much. They don't need much. They just need to eat, somewhere to sleep, need to bathe. They need love and guidance. The vast majority of, chil of children are caring 
heartfelt, kind-hearted, and peaceful to one another and those around them. And that's facts. If the parent is at least half decent, that's the facts about children. Because of course, outside of the indoctrination systems in Babylon, parents who are wicked are going to raise wicked children, in most cases. Nine times out of ten, those children will just be just like those parents. That's why we have generational curses. The vast majority of children are inquisitive and are sponges of knowledge. The vast majority of children already know the Most High before their parents could introduce the Most High to them. It's like kid, kids, children coming into this world and it's like they already understand. It's amazing how they can comprehend that so well. And the children that I've seen, the children I've been around, love the, I, they love the fact that they know that there's a creator. Because the creator put that spirit on them. The Most High is the one that brings your child into this world. We're just vessels. Why do you think every single person is unique? That no two people are the same, share the same DNA, anything. Share the same thought process. The Most High made you, not only in His image, but the Most High made you unique and special. That you had a destiny and a purpose before you even came out that womb. That's so amazing to know. Unfortunately, the whole brainwash system of religion is pushed onto our children, generation after generation. Why do you think they have church and Sunday school and pastors and preachers and priests and popes? And don't even let me get into that whole wicked Catholic church. Why do you think they have these systems? It's to defile and destroy and mislead your children. It's plain and simple. They're going to go teach your child about a demigod and lie to your child and mess with your child's brain give them stories that are not give them gospels that are not and confuse them when the Torah Tanakh is very straightforward a child can comprehend that the Most High didn't create confusion like they like they have in Babylon so honestly to a lot of children that turns them off to the Most High when they are forced to go to church when they're forced to go to Sunday school And then kids can see through the, the BS. You know how I saw through the BS? I saw how chaotic my home life was, but then we were forced to go to church, forced to be in a hot room while people are dancing and singing and calling upon the Holy Spirit and falling on the ground in convulsions. I'm like, what is this? This is like, what, it's like a circus. Never ever touched my spirit, ever. I hated Sunday school. I felt like it was a, a way to suck up to the teacher because you'd have the kids who were so eager to make the teacher happy. And I was just like, yo, I don't even like this stuff. Who's John? Why, who's Jesus? Why is he white? Why? This doesn't even make sense. Like, who is this? 
it's all a game to lead children away from the Most High. The Most High is a spirit. Most High is not a man. Come on now, the Creator is a man. See, that's 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 what they do to your children. They brainwash your children, and typically this is this is only a few paths. The child really loves the religion that they were taught and brainwashed into. And they follow that with all their heart, all their might, all their soul into the adulthood where they never search for the Most High. And they continue to be led astray. They continue to do abominations. Or the child completely walks away from it altogether. It's like, this is BS. I don't even believe in God. I don't believe in this. And then they become just as wicked as a person who's in religion. You know why? Because they're both breaking the commandments. Because they're both not honoring the laws, the statutes. Both parties, the one that loves the religion and the one that walks away. Really no different. And then you have the one who was in it, but knows that there's God, but is confused. And even throughout their life, they may have just thought, you know, wrote God off, wrote off the most time. Like, no, this is, I need to figure this out myself. Or they just don't have that connection anymore. That's exactly what happened with me. Remember going through that whole church process, all that getting into high school, getting into college. It was interesting because I used to pray every, almost every night, even in high school. I remember praying to the Most High when I was about six, seven years old when my mom went through her, her brain aneurysm and stroke. And she survived. And I was like, you know what? No one can tell me anything different. She was in a coma for two weeks. I'm like, no one can tell me that the Most High is not real. I remember my, my father and little brother were hit by a semi-truck to the point where they went under the semi-truck, but miraculously, they both came out unscathed. I remember to this day seeing, believe it was an SUV or a van that my dad was driving, and they left it in his garage before he got it, put it in the, in the, the, the salvage yard, and it was completely smashed up and mauled, but somehow both of them survived. I've seen my aunt with stage three cervical cancer survive. So no one can tell me nothing about the Most High not being real and the power of prayer. No one can tell me that. But I was I was blessed because I went off that third path where I hated church. I hated the indoctrination. I hated religion. I knew something was up with this Jesus character. And that's exactly what it is, a character. And even at a time in my in college days, as wicked as I was and I grew into, even into my early 20s and mid-20s, when I started watching documents like documentaries like Zeitgeist, I remember watching that at like 23, 24, and being like, okay, this confirms everything for me. Jesus wasn't real, da-da-da-da-da. And I remember even that documentary, which is literally just meant to confuse and distract made me not even believe in the Most High. And I was blessed because the Most High chastised me and punished me with things that maybe I'll share in upcoming episodes in my life, but I was in for a rude awakening and I hit rock bottom. And if it wasn't for me changing my life up, I would not be in this position I am at 31. So I see these paths that Babylon leads our children down. They want you to be separated from the Most High. 
The whole purpose is to move them as far away from the truth as possible and as far away from the Most High as possible. Give so many distractions. The Babylonian system wants to create sodomites. The Babylonian system wants to create brainless beings. Why do you think they call the masses useless eaters? Because the wicked elites know that the vast majority of the masses are truly useless and don't add anything to the creation of the Most High. Nothing. How could they when they themselves will die for Babylon? There's people who will fight tooth and nail for Babylon. Who will fight you for their idols. Like literally fight you. Who will kill you for their idols. They'll die for their idols. And these people, most people are adults too. How can Babylon not view people as useless eaters when people, they themselves, will defend anything that Babylon gives on them? Not knowing that their idols are knowingly destroying them through the indoctrination systems. Not knowing that Babylon is destroying them through the education system, financial system, healthcare system, and political system. They have all these systems to just wrap you up. No wonder why Babylon mocks the masses, because they don't respect the masses. In fact, the wicked elites genuinely hate the masses and want them destroyed. Look at the mockery. Now they're telling you to wash your hand. They're, te- they're telling you to wash your hands. Think about that. They're telling you to wash your hands. Hey, wash your hands. Don't forget to wash your hands. I remember when I went to go get my my locks redone, and some lady's like, hey, can you make sure you wash your hands? I just looked at her. I'm like, I mean, get, the, get out of here. Wash my hands. Like, that's how dumb people are. If they can make hand washing popular when it should have just been common sense, that's when you know how... Delusional the masses have truly become, and how much Babylon's going to continue to mock them. Hey, come get your anal swab. Let me let let's test for COVID. Really, people? You don't see the mockery in that. Let me just bend you over and stick this long stick that I have no idea what's on the end of it. I'm gonna put that up your rectum. <laughs> They're useless eaters. That's how the elites view us, the the vast majority of us. The righteous men and women of the Most High recognize this aspect. It's obvious. We understand why the majority of the people nowadays are full of pride. The righteous understand that the majority of people will never wake up to the truth of the Most High. Even if their own spirit is telling them to do so deep down. Even if their own conscience is eating away at them even if their own fear of the unknown is driving them into delusion and chaos. Most people still just want to ride the wave. They want to ride it out because people, you know, you know what's interesting about people is that, and I've, I've been guilty of this, is that people don't like the idea that they've had time wasted. And so when your pride gets in the way, when you feel something's off deep down, most people out of their own cognitive dissonance would rather ride that wave and rather just wait it out than change or challenge it. Because at that point, they're in too deep, right? 
they sacrifice too much, right? That's how the masses view it. Because I know deep down that my family and my friends, a good at least a portion of them, know something's up. You know how I know? Because I've seen people single-handedly change. And saying, hey, this actually makes sense. I'm connecting the dots. Because I can't do it for them. I can only show, hey, I would look at it this way. This is why. I already had a good buddy of mine reach out to me multiple times and, and, you know, was like, hey, man, like, really enjoying the episodes that you're putting out. They're entertaining. It it's, makes sense. You break it down in such an amazing way. And honestly, that meant a lot because I pray to the Most High every time before I make an episode and after, and I ask, can you speak through me? Can you give me the courage? Can you make it so that I'm fearless? Can you make it so that I'm concise? Can you make it so that I can just speak from the heart and the soul? Can you make it so that this is relatable, that people can understand and break it down for themselves and look at their own life, look at their own life through their own lens? So I know deep down, people have known for years, decades even, that things are off. But the the sad reality is the majority of people, their pride is going to get in the way of them changing. You know, especially the majority rules. Think about think about most people are so brainwashed that, you know, they always wait for somebody to do it first, right? That's even a common thing in elementary, junior high, high school, college. Like, people like would even be like scared to raise their hands. Like they knew they knew the answer to something, but they'd be like looking around. That's that's how people are. That's why I empathize with a lot of people, at least the ones who want to do better and want the best out of life. The vast majority of the masses would rather die in this Babylonian system because their pride will never allow them to admit that they've been bamboozled and deceived their entire lives. It's a bitter reality. In fact, the truth is bitter. The truth in its purest form hurts even the righteous have to face it I had to face it I had to look in the mirror I had to be like dude you're a wicked you've hurt people you've stabbed people in the back you've done things that are not honorable you've lied you've cheated you've stolen what is wrong with you and knowing the truth and even the first time reading the Torah, I was like, wow, like it hits home for you. A lot of people just don't want to reopen it up because they know deep down that that is the path. It hits home for you. You know, the only difference is that the righteous have the courage, the foresight and the mental fortitude to accept what they cannot change and focus on what they can change. And that's the trajectory of our own lives. The righteous have the uncanny ability to not let their emotions run every aspect of their lives. The righteous have decided to put trust into the Most High so we understand that to get this far, we had to rid ourselves of our pride right off the bat. The walk with the Most High requires a person to absolve themselves of their arrogance, their ignorance, and their pride. The walk with the Most High takes accountability, discipline, and focus. Something that the vast majority of the masses lack. Pride has continued to destroy people in droves. 
pride has been the fall back for the majority of the masses throughout the world. It's comfortable, right? People love to be comfortable. People hate being triggered. The righteous recognize this and we don't allow it to get to us. We immediately recognize that a prideful person is on a one-way street to their own destruction. We immediately recognize the imminent danger that prideful person is in and we do our best to warn them. And we even learn from Proverbs throughout the book, we shouldn't even dwell with people that are prideful and hateful and wrathful. You know, if somebody just absolutely hates the most high or is against them, I, I don't want to be around you. I have nothing against you. I can, I can have love for you from afar. You know, it's one thing to not believe in the most high, but be open to you know, the notion of the Most High, maybe one day the Most High will open your eyes, but to outright mock the Most High or disrespect the Most High, I don't tolerate that, man. I really don't. And that's fine. You don't always have to get along with people. You don't always have to be around people. People's pride will rub off on you. You know, the longer you walk with the Most High, the more you'll realize the importance of guarding your own energy. And that's facts. You must guard your energy from arrogant, ignorant, and naive and prideful people. I had to do that the last couple of years, mid-20s up until 31. I've been working on myself literally for about seven, eight years, even longer. I was running from the from this gut instinct throughout high school, throughout college, into my early 20s. Now I'm 31, going on 32. It's been almost a decade of work to get to this point. And it's really about your energy. Regardless of whether people, these people in your life are family, friends, or anyone in your life, you know, the righteous understand, and I understand at this point in my life, I'm not to argue, to try and convert, to try and convince to debate or persuade these types of people. The righteous don't care about being right. We care about being on the right side of the truth, plain and simple. I didn't make this truth up. This is not my this is not my doctrine. I'm not a prophet. I just want to be on the right side of the truth and I want to be prepared. I want to live a righteous life. I want peace of mind. I want prosperity. I want happiness things that the Most High told us that we would have if we listened. I'm at a point in my life where if I tell someone something of importance and their pride gets in the way, I either switch up my approach for next time or I move on to the next person. I don't have to, time to waste when I know time is of the essence. I've had people ask, like, bro, where have you been? Like, what have you been doing? Why don't you hit anybody up anymore? You know, and it, most people are not going to understand it. And I, I've gotten to a point where I don't take it personally. Even when I started walking with the most, I felt a lot of guilt. Not talking to friends. Not seeing family as often. But I knew in order for me to truly change, I had to separate myself at times of my life. Did I do it in the best and most healthy way all the time? No. You learn. That's that's life, man. You always learn. 
Life is consistently learning about yourself, consistently learning about the world, consistently learning about the most high, getting better. And I've made my peace with these people. And many people in my life actually see the work that I put in. I've had friends call me like, yo, bro, like, I need someone to talk to you. I know that you spiritually are sound. I may not understand what you're you're talking about all the time, but I know that you stand on a cord and you know what you're talking about. I need just to talk to you. If I had a friend tell me, hey, man, I love you, bro. Like what you what you represent as a man is really respectable. And that's all because of the most high. That's all because I took the time to look in the mirror and just and try to kill my pride as best as I could and want change. It's opened my whole life up. So I know that time is of the essence. And finishing my Torah for the second time and being on my third read and doing all the research that I've done, countless hundreds if not thousands of hours in the last couple of years of research, just looking into things, looking for myself, allowing my spirit to guide me, allowing my experiences to guide me, cross-referencing to the Torah, I already know what, what's happening. I've learned from my own past and my own past pride, prideful ways that I used to take the approach of being willing to argue, trying to convince, willing to debate or persuade someone to agree with me. That was the worst approach ever. I unknowingly was acting like I was the reason why that specific truth existed. I was unknowingly exalting myself rather than the most high. And why, looking back, it's obvious why the message didn't come across clean. It's obvious why people pushed me away. It was obvious why people mocked on me or slandered my name. It was it was fine. I got I get it. I didn't have a great approach. Now I know what I need to do. And now I know when I use a straightforward, honest approach to somebody and they just don't want it, that's not for them. That's not up to me for them to accept it. I don't need to fight you tooth and nail. I don't care to, to be honest. Nowadays, I don't care whether someone wants to argue, debate, or fight. I simply won't engage them and I simply won't give them any of my energy. Time is our, more, our most precious commodity that we cannot put a price on or real value on in terms of Babylon because we can never get it back. Even just in terms of what the Most High gives you, he gives you a certain amount of time. Don't waste it. Other than peace of mind, your time on this earth is the most important thing that we have, that you have. Unfortunately, the vast majority of the masses are taking this aspect for granted. The vast majority of the masses think that they have the answers already because their idols in Babylon gave them to them. They think that you're testing them and they already have all the correct answers to that test given directly to them from their teacher in Babylon. Rather than looking into these provided answers and checking for themselves, the majority of the masses pridefully try to break down the righteous for warning them of their wicked ways. It's facts. I've had so many run-ins with my family in the past few years, especially in the last two, to the point where if we spend time, something always comes up and they continually get defensive when I warn them of something. 
to the point where my own family would distance themselves from me. And that's fine. Of course, I know my family loves me, but that doesn't mean that they like me or always like me. They don't have to like me. I'm completely fine with this realization because I realize that their pride is what's destroying them and I won't give up praying for their mercy and protection in the days ahead. I have to put my pride aside so that I don't get defensive or get angry at them because they can't accept the message that's at hand. I always have to consistently remind myself because your message to the family is going to be different than the message to your friends or coworkers or anything because that's your family. That's your mom. That's your dad. That's your brother. That's your sister. That's your niece. That's your nephew. That's your cousin. That's your uncle. That's your aunt. That's your grandpa. That's your grandma. Those are the people you you came up with who shared the most time with you. So of course you're going to go to bat for them harder. You're going to be you're going to be passionate about it. That's your that's your that's you that's your bloodline. The judgments and prophecies of Babylon are here. The righteous men and women acknowledge, recognize, and understand this. So we are readying ourselves to ensure that not only are we prepared, but our loved ones, our friends, and whoever is in our life is at the very least warned. Like I've mentioned many times, you cannot force someone to listen. You cannot force someone to think for themselves and exercise their brain. You cannot force someone to live their life by the laws, the statutes, and the commandments. People nowadays are so prideful that when righteousness is presented to them, they immediately deny it because deep down they do not want to change. Deep down the pride in their heart doesn't allow them to want to change. The pride in their heart doesn't allow them to listen to you, plain and simple. The majority of the people nowadays are soulless. They lack the ability to seek to live a righteous life. They've been arrogant, ignorant, and prideful their entire lives, so they refuse to change. The righteous mustn't give up doing the righteous work of the Most High. Rather, we should continually be motivated because we know what's ahead in the times we're living. I mean, that's plain and simple. It's, I mean, people can continue to ignore it, continue to ignore the signs, but it's your life. I, I Honestly, I don't get upset if somebody wants to choose their own life path. That's their life. I just know my duty is to warn, and then you move on. You can pray for people. That's about it. You know, as the year continues on, I've already told people what's going to happen. You know, things that I've predicted and forecasted have already occurred. You can look back at the work starting from my even my first episode all the way through this episode 61. That's because the most I put it on my spirit. When you, when you have wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, you can see things for what they are. You can see the wicked elites. You can predict and know what the next move is. They're playing chess while the rest are playing checkers. So I need to make sure I'm playing chess. And I'm on my A game every single day. 
because they don't take a minute off, a second off from destroying the masses, from using the pride in the masses against them. They don't take a second off. So it is war and it's a spiritual war. It's a spiritual war that most people can't even comprehend and most people don't even know about. It's time we wake up. Let's take a look at the definition of pride. A feeling of deep pleasure or satisfaction derived from one's own achievements. The achievements of those with whom one is closely associated or from qualities or possessions that are widely admired. Consciousness of one's own dignity to be especially proud of a particular quality or skill. Synonyms for pride, ego, pridefulness, self-esteem, self-regard, self-respect. One thing to notice is how all of these definitions focus solely on an individual person or what someone has learned from someone else. Do you notice how they've taken the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of the Most High and have given it onto man? Do you realize that the concept of receiving the Most High is basically void in Babylon, that the concept of revering the Most High is void? I'm not at all saying to not have an ego to not have self-esteem to not have self-regard and to not have self-respect that's not what i'm saying what i'm saying is to recognize that you can have these things outside of the bab of what babylon tells you they are when we allow the wicked elites in babylon to control our thought process then we will never have self-esteem we will never have self-regard Therefore, we won't have any regard for other people. We will never have self-respect. Therefore, we'll never have respect for anyone else. You know, Babylon wants you to use your ego in a destructive way rather than being confident in your own self. Do people have egos? Of course they have egos. But it depends on how you use it and how you view it. In terms of my own ego... I'm just completely confident in the path that I am in life and no one can deter me off off course but do I look down on other people because they may live a different life than me of course not that's on them I honestly could care less what somebody else does that's the difference Babylon has lied to everyone Babylon is a deception and destruction Babylon knows that what they are offering the masses is a facade and does nothing not bring about true genuine peace of mind. You know, of course they're going to dress up the definition of pride in a positive manner. 
Why do you think so many millions of people are in despair? Why are so many people openly and secretly depressed? Babylon is using the pride of the masses against them in a vile and wicked way. Babylon is using the pride of the masses to lead them into their own destruction. Babylon ultimately will lead a person away from the laws, the statutes, and the commandments and will push them into a world of destruction and death. eyes to see with, ears to hear with, and minds to think with understand this. You know, let's look at the Babylonian system. Like I mentioned, the focus is on and primarily financial gain. Money and wealth has created a world full of prideful and vile human beings. That's why you hear phrases, money is the root of all evil. We are at a point where a person will decide to respect you or not based upon your career, your title, your earnings, and your power. You know, people will be like, oh, what do you do? And the tone of the conversation can change if you say something that they don't respect. Like, they, you literally are a piece of trash to them if you're not in a certain tax bracket or you don't have a certain access. That's how prideful people have gotten. We are at a point where the poor and the destitute are a complete afterthought in the eyes of the majority of the masses. I've had family members even say, well, I, I, they, they look, look down at people who are poor and destitute. It's, it's really disheartening. Like, you know somebody's life. You know what they went through. You know what their setbacks. You know their walk with the Most High. You see how prideful that is? To just give one basic answer or response for everybody? You see how prideful that is. Oh, they're just lazy. Oh, they're just drug addicts. That's how people are. That's how that's all that's how naive people are and ignorant and prideful people are. We are at a point where we idolize actors, athletes, celebrities, doctors, entertainers, politicians, and anything that we view as important or prominent. I mean, that's plain and simple. The Babylonian educational system has taught our children the whole quote-unquote do what thou wilt mentality and to forget about the Most High, to forget about righteousness. That's why they gave you YOLO, you only live once. So, I mean, F it, right? Who cares if you hurt somebody? Who cares if you hurt yourself? Just, just do it. Babylon even encourages our youth and the adults to be prideful. Why do you think that people use like phrases such as, I take pride in blank, or I pride myself on blank in my life? Babylon teaches our youth that their life is meaningless without the glitz and glamour of a quote-unquote successful life in Babylon. If you're not at a certain place, everybody, in life at a certain time, you've, you've been a failure. You're a loser, right? Babylon pushes their version of success onto the masses entirely. Regardless of how fame, money, power, or wealth is achieved, that is all deemed success in Babylon. 
regardless of whether you had to do wicked actions to obtain it. Why do you think they have the phrases, it's a cold world, or it's a dog-eat-dog world, or only the strong survive? Babylon wants everyone to compete rather than share. Babylon has fooled the masses into believing that their version of success is the only real success. Babylon has the masses chasing after happiness like a dog chasing its tail. The system of Babylon brainwashes the masses to eat out of their palms completely. They got them even fighting for them, like nice little toy soldiers. People refuse to believe anything outside of what they're told by the wicked elites and their leaders and their idols. If they didn't hear it on TV, it must be a conspiracy theory or fake news, right? Let me let, let me fact check. Do you have a... Where did you get your reference? What, 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 is that a reliable source? That's the pride in them. They're like little minions for Babylon. Little trolls. Babylon has used the arrogance, ignorance, and pride of the masses against them and turned them into vile beings. To the point where someone won't even research the ingredients of an effing vaccine. They'll even feel like, why should I look into that? Why, why would I do that? That's the pride. They think they know everything. You know, they, people think they're smart because they regurgitate something. That's the point we're at. They literally will regurgitate something that they heard on TV or on the news or from word of mouth without looking into it for themselves. And they'll fight tooth and nail to defend it. That's how prideful we are. You know, when I look at my family, I can see my family's continuous arrogance, ignorance, and pride, and how that'll be their downfall. Unless they wake up sooner than later. They have to wake up. My family's stiff-necked and stubborn, and I can speak on it because I used to be ignorant, I used to be arrogant, I used to be prideful, I used to be stiff-necked and stubborn, I still am stubborn. But I've learned how to channel my stubbornness and use it as positive. I'm stubborn when it comes to the Most High. And it comes to righteousness. You're not going to get me to go off course. I live in a family full of nurses and entrepreneurs, which from the outside looking in, looks like success, right? You know, it looks like the American dream, right? However, my family is so indoctrinated they, that they boastfully and pridefully will defend their education, their degree, and their indoctrination system. My family will defend their idols as if they know these people personally. Real talk. Anytime I speak up against their idols and present not only examples, but cited sources and most importantly, scripture, they deny, ignore, and overlook it. I bought the Torah Tanakh for my brother and sister-in-law at the end of 2019 for them to still not have opened it up to read for themselves. I think my brother got maybe through a little bit of Genesis. I don't even know if he finished Genesis on Exodus. 
you know, he got a little bit through it. He's even asking questions, but I even told him, I'm like, just ask questions, keep reading, prioritize it, hour a day. An hour a day is not much. I don't care what anybody says. Everybody wants to make an excuse. Oh, I don't have time to work out. I don't have time to do this. If you're an adult, you make time for the things that matter to you. I don't want to hear that excuse. It's not real. That's a lie. You're just lying to yourself. So even with my brother starting and finishing, not even like not even getting through anything, him and his wife will still try to argue or debate with me about scripture, specifically his wife. You know, it's baffling. How can you question somebody who studied something when you haven't even looked into it? I just don't get that mentality, man. I don't understand that. I had my own sister-in-law try and have me sit down and watch a YouTube video about a Christian debating what appeared to be an Israelite on a street corner. You know, and at that time I knew I was like, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to listen to this. I'm going to hear her out. I'm going to actually be open to at least showing her that I can listen to what she has to present just out of respect, just out of the fact that, you know, okay, I could shut it down, but then she's going to shut down. But what I noticed is she kept pausing the video over and over to ask me, quote unquote, my thoughts on what was said. And they were talking about the law, the new covenant, all this BS Christian doctrine. And she, she would ask me, you know, my thoughts on what was said in like a accusatory way, as if like she was my mom or something, as if she had any idea as to what was being presented. She had no idea. It's like she's trying to defend something that she hadn't even read. She doesn't even know the Christian doctrine. She doesn't even own the new the, a Bible, a King James version of a Bible, from my understanding. So I'm just like, I'm like sitting here and I'm just like, what are you getting at? Like, what's the point of what you're doing right now? She even tried to argue with me that today's real Jewish people are the real Jews depicted in the Torah. She went that far because of her pride. And when the instant she said that, I was like, okay, like, there's no point for this conversation. I, I explained over and over throughout reading scripture, providing examples and cited sources to tell her that she needs to look into things for herself. You know, that's the truth to the point where she's opening my Torah and she's like, show me, show me, show me, show me where vaccines are bad. Show me where, where this is that. Show me, show me, show me. I'm like, I'm like, first and foremost, who are you? I'm only doing it out of love for you and my brother. But I, if you were just a normal person, this conversation would have ended a while ago. You don't even tell me what to do. Show me, show me, show me. And you haven't even put any time or effort into what you're trying to argue or defend. You see the, you see the pride in people. I mentioned over, I mentioned how I have over a hundred plus podcasts worth of, worth of hours of podcasts, a hundred plus hours. Only for her to use the lazy excuse and try to insult me saying, I speak too slow during my podcast. But she couldn't tell me which episode she watched, nor whether she's even finished one full episode yet, or whether she's even seen the growth in the last seven months of putting these episodes out. And, you know, I'll take constructive criticism. I don't care about that. You know, if I need to speak up and speak faster, that's that's fine. You know, that's totally fine, but I doubt she understands public speaking. 
I've actually studied public speaking. I know that it's good to take pauses and take your time speaking so people can comprehend it, especially when you're speaking about scripture. I'm not some auctioneer. You know, I'm not going to speak real fast just to get it in. Because she has no attention span. It's not my fault. It's not my fault that you can only comprehend anything that's entertaining. It's not my fault that you are the type of person who loves TikToks and needs a short video. You can't handle anything over 20 minutes that doesn't entertain you. That's not my fault. I've realized that pride truly precedes a person's destruction. You know, this is the same person who wears a face mask while pregnant. Yet I'm the villain for trying to help them out. This is what I have to go up against. I realize that your own family doesn't want to see you grow in life. Your own family doesn't want to see you move on from their herd mentality because their fear and pride won't allow it, plain and simple. They'd rather deny, ignore, and mock you. They'd rather try to argue, challenge, or debate you and defend things that they don't even know or understand. This is the facts. This is the truth. They'll be like, that's not true. You know how many times my dad's like, that's not true. I'm like, did you look into it? What do you mean that's not true? And that's why I have to take a break sometimes from family. When I have to, when I go through those things, I just look at them. I'm like, wow. A few months ago, my own brother tried to argue with me about face mask and how they don't disrupt the oxygen from a person. You know, I remember him. I forgot what we were talking about. I think it was right around the time that like Walt put that executive order in on face masks required in buildings. And my brother texted me and told me, oh, you're going to, how are you going to go grocery shopping? Almost as if mocking me. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? When there's a will, there's a way. And he's like, he's like, bro, just wear a face mask, like, la- like a laughing emoji. And I told him straight up, I'm like, speak for yourself. If you want to cut off your own oxygen, that's on you. I mean, that's common sense. You're a nurse and you don't know that. You know, and what's interesting, we talked about this back like last summer, only for dozens of doctors, neurologists, nurses, physicians, all coming out and saying that it does cut off your oxygen with cited sources and articles, people who are credible. Only for the CDC and the World Health Organization to come out and admit that masks are basically worthless, that they don't even stop the spread of this fake virus that's going around. So why the hell are you wearing it? It's pride. They don't want to admit that they were lied to and they're continually getting getting lied to. That's why half of the people are going to be led to slaughter because they're going to ride this roller coaster out. This rickety, crazy roller coaster that has no tuning, that has no safety, that has no seatbelt. They're just going to ride it out no matter how bumpy the ride goes. They're not going to get off on any stop. They're not going to try to save themselves. You know, Recently, my own brother even tried to defend Bill Gates. Bill Gates, a sodomite that has never looked or mentioned the Most High. Sodomite that has apparently billions of dollars, which we all, anybody who knows, knows that's a lie. That's just a character. It's just a puppet. The reason why they tell you people like Bill Gates and Elon Musk and Zuckerberg and what's that dude from Amazon? 
forgot his name. That dude looks like a wiener. The reason why they tell you that they have billions of dollars is because people they know Babylon knows that people love money. And they view anybody as with money as powerful and prominent and should be listened to no matter what. Even if the dude has no prior experience in that subject. You know, my brother's defending Bill Gates. I'm like, do you did you even watch the TED talk about him admitting to depopulating you I'm like a dude who came from a Microsoft background a nerd now talking about vaccines and he's like oh he does more than that Bill Gates does more than that I'm like looking at him I'm like wow you're defending this guy you know I had to call my brother and sister-in-law out and if they're listening to this I hope it hits home for you because it's the truth. This is not, I don't care about your feelings. I care about the truth. And I'm not being disrespectful. I'm just being honest. These podcasts are sounding boards for me. I can vent and get the truth out so other people can experience and understand where I'm coming from. Trying to wake up their family and having to fight tooth and nail with them about common sense. You know, they, my, my brother and sister-in-law would be like, well, send us something, send us something. And I called them out. I'm like, every time I send you something, you guys never watch it. That's my whole family. I'll send them stuff. They'll never watch it. They'll make up excuses. My own dad said, oh, I haven't had time to look into this article about masks cutting off my air, to watch this video about people dying of the COVID-19. He literally told me he had in that time. I'm like, dad, stop lying. I told him, I'm like, stop lying. I'm like, that's not real. What you're saying is stupid. Stop, stop. I'm not dumb. You're just lazy. You, 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 you're scared of the truth. That's cowardly. I'm trying to save you, trying to help you wake up, and you're ignoring me out of your own cognitive dissonance. So when I call my brother out on them, they try to like, they, I use the perfect example because I sent them a multi-part video series on plant-based nutrition and learning the foods to eat. Only for them to pridefully admit oh yeah we we didn't watch that because we already know we're the one who showed you veganism bro we showed you veganism bro they came from the stance as if they already knew everything in the video series that i sent them and i know for a fact they didn't yet these are the same family members who now eat meat full of hormones and parasites they're the ones eating genetically modified organisms but they can't hear anything from me right you know, but of course they pridefully claim that they already knew everything in the video series that I sent them. I just, I can't fathom thinking that way. That I just know everything. That's, that's so, that's death to me. Because it's not true. You don't know everything. You'll never know anything. Read the book of Ecclesiastes. Read how Solomon, the wisest one, admitted that he never knew everything. You know, the difference between the righteous and the wicked is that the righteous are always willing to change, repent, and learn. The wicked refuse to do so. They actually are afraid from it and they run from it entirely. You know, you know, the pride of my own stepfather is an example too, and his relentless belief in Christ has made him completely blind to anything around him. He's always needed to push that onto me and family. Literally, he's, he's a maniac about Christ, about a demigod. A maniac. He's crazy. 
You know, my recent trip down to Florida to visit my mom and stepdad proved this, that he's relentless and his relentless need to display his ego and pride and try to bait me into arguments, debates, and try to persuade me. The entire time, that's all he was trying to do. I prayed before I even went down there, before me and my, my woman even drove down there. I was like, I already know what he's about to come with, Most High, please just make me patient. Because time is of the essence. I don't know if I'll ever be able to see my family again, especially when they live in Florida across the country. I want to take time to actually enjoy the time with them. And he just kept trying to bait me, bait me, bait me. Until finally I called him out and I just destroyed him with scripture. And guess what he did? He fleed like a coward. He had no scripture. He had no examples. He fleed. That's pride. You know, my, I have to run in with my own father refusing to listen to me after time and time of me speaking up and telling him what's going on. My father lazily trying to use the excuse that he didn't have time to read the articles I sent, to watch the videos that I sent to him about masks and the fake pandemic virus and the people dying. He just didn't have time, right? But yet he sends me WhatsApp videos all the time about preachers and priests. He's constantly on his phone now. Years ago, even a decade ago, my dad was never on his phone like that. Now he's like a child on his phone, just scrolling, going through Facebook, scrolling, looking at cars, scrolling all day. He's mindless. You know, my own father admitted that he doesn't even read his Bible and that he doesn't view life through a spiritual lens. When he told me that, I was like, wow. So why are you denying what I'm telling you then if you don't even study? You know, my own aunt begging me to wear a mask around her. You know, my own family refused, refusing up to this point to listen to the podcast that I put together. And that's fine. I, I knew anytime that you do something that builds you up, other people are either going to support it or they're not. Envy and jealousy is a real thing because people's pride. They don't want to look in the mirror and think, oh, somebody could be right. The way that I've been living is harmful. The way that I've been living is wicked. So they, they ignore it. You know, I've already warned them. It's going to be too late very soon. And I'm not going to always be around. Once the Most High tells me to go, I go. Once it's time for me to flee these cities, I flee. I've already been in the mindset of making my peace with whatever situation happens to my family. That's it. I have my own lineage to create. If my family doesn't want to live, that's on them. It may sound cold, but you you got to remove your emotions in certain situations. Have I almost broken down thinking about the lifestyle that they're living? Yes. Are you serious? Especially after my dad took the vaccine. That was hard on me. I didn't even talk to him for about a week. I told him if he takes that second dose, uh, he's uh, we're done. Don't expect to see me around. Don't Especially don't expect for me to take care of you once your body starts breaking down or if you die. I'm not going to no damn hospital putting on the mask to go see you on your deathbed. I won't do it. I already warned you. I warned the whole family. That's their pride. It's killing them. Pride precedes destruction. You know, even with when you look at my friends, my own friends for years have argued, debated, and denied the information that I presented them. I remember over eight years ago having a conversation with an old roommate and a friend about how the world at large was getting worse and worse and shifting, only for these same people to argue, debate, and deny the things I was telling them. You know, I'll admit I didn't have the Torah at the time, but clearly the Most High was waking up my spirit. Clearly the Most High was putting me 
pushing me into a path to exercise my brain and think for myself. You know, these people, their excuse was, well, you know, in the past, like, there's always been dramatic things that have happened in the world. So, like, what's happening isn't, isn't abnormal. I'm like, what? Like, what? I don't understand that, man. I just, I just, I'm so, I'm so thankful the most I opened my eyes because I actually can't comprehend thinking that way anymore. I really can't. I don't get how somebody does, but it's just knowing scripture. It's just knowing prophecies. Then it, it, it snaps you back into reality because you're like, okay, that's why this is happening. I've had friends that flat out question me about my social media page, you know, on Instagram or Twitter, and the people that I used to follow. I've had friends tell me that they noticed I was following specific pages and laughed that I was looking into things. You know, I'll even be the first to admit that I looked into topics that I later on realized were half-truths and deception mixed in. However, the fact that I was looking into something goes to show the difference between me and the majority of people in my life. Like I had a friend at a party years ago I'd be like well such and such told me that you were following this page I'm like dude you guys are a bunch of freaking females you're gossiping about me what is wrong with you did you guys have tea and crumpets and cross your legs and talk about me that's that's the type of stuff man I don't mess with that it's like these are the same people who are up to the same things in life these are the same people who have yet to genuinely begin to exercise their own brain, to research things for themselves. These are the same people that are going to be led to the slaughter if they don't wake up. You know, I presented information to so many friends only then for them to listen with the intent to reply. I've warned my friends and have even needed to distance myself from people so that I could study for myself and put my all into the Torah. I had to only to have the vast majority, if not almost all of my suspicions confirmed. You know, once the Most High blessed me with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, my entire life has changed and my entire mentality has changed tenfold. Now people, I've had people tell me, oh man, dude, you were right the whole time. Dude, how did you know that? What do you know? Are you a prophet? I've had people say that. I'm like, dude, I'm no. I just have killed my pride. I have looked into things and I've sought the Most High. And now I have wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. You can do it too. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, stop viewing things like so supernatural and fantastical. You can do these things too. If you put the time and you put the effort into it and you kill your pride. Stop being prideful and thinking you know everything. Stop regurgitating what you're taught. Wake up. Leviticus chapter 26 verse 19 I will break the pride of your might I will make your heaven like iron and your land like copper even our forefathers experienced the anger and the wrath and punishments of the Most High and we are still reeling and feeling this up to this day. You know, the Most High is the one who broke the pride of our might. 
once mighty nations, once mighty men and women destroyed, once mighty households together, strong, divided, once mighty and strong societies divided. You know, these are the curses we are living through along with the rest of these nations. Plain and simple. People are, they're really suffering right now. And things are only going to get worse before they get better. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 28. But calamity awaits rebels and sinners together, and those who forsake the Most High will perish. Plain and simple. Prideful people are going to perish. Those who forsake the Most High are going to perish. Isaiah chapter 2. Verse 10 through 12. Answer the rock and be hidden in the ground because of the fear of the Most High and from the glory of His greatness. Verse 11. Humankind's haughty eyes will be brought low and men's arrogance will be humbled and the Most High alone will be exalted on that day. Verse 12. For the Most High... Master Allegiance has a day for retribution against every proud and arrogant person and against every exalted person, and he will be brought low. So that's one of the prophecies of Isaiah, and one of the many prophecies of Isaiah, because that's one of the most powerful books of prophecy. The arrogance, the haughtiness, the pridefulness of Babylon and the people and the masses is going to be destroyed and brought low. I mean, we're already seeing it. We're already witnessing it. Isaiah chapter 2, verse 22. Withdraw from man who has breath in his nostrils, for with what is he deemed worthy? No man, no system, no nothing can save you. Plain and simple. Isaiah chapter 3 verse 9 through 12 Their brazen consonants testifies against them their sins like Sodom's speak out do not withhold anything woe to their souls for they have brought evil upon themselves verse 10 tell each righteous man that it is good for they shall eat the fruit of their deeds verse 11 but woe to the wicked person who does evil for the recompense of his hands will be dealt to him Verse 12, my people, their oppressors are mockers, and women dominate them. Oh, my people, your leaders mislead you, and they have corrupted the direction of your ways. What did I mention about you following these leaders? They're only going to lead you to destruction, and they only mock you. Isaiah chapter 5, verse 20. Woe to those who speak of evil as good and of good as evil, who make darkness into light and light into darkness. They make bitter into sweet and sweet into bitter. 
you know these are your leaders these are your politicians these are your celebrities these are your actors these are your entertainers these are your scientists these are your doctors these are your this is babylon isaiah chapter 5 verse 21 woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and their own view understanding it's pride it's the majority of people are prideful they're wise in their own eyes but they don't look into things they don't know things they just regurgitate from the same system that turns evil into good and good into evil the same system that mocks them but you know they're wise in their own eyes they're going to question somebody who's righteous and trying to warn them and wake them up and save them you see that you see how that works Isaiah chapter 10, verse 1 through 3. Woe to those who inscribe inscriptions of falsehood and who write fraudulent documents. Verse 2. To deprive the destitute of justice and to rob the justice of the poor of my people so that widows be their spoil and they plunder orphans. Verse 3. What will you do about the day of retribution, about catastrophe? that comes from afar to whom will you run for help where will you leave your wealth woe to the wicked there's nowhere to run what are you going to do with all that money what are you going to do with all that fame what are you going to do with all that status and popularity what are you going to do with all that prominence on the day the most high comes Isaiah chapter 13, verse 11. I will visit evil upon the earth and upon the wicked their iniquity, and I will end the pride of the wanton and bring low the haughtiness of the mighty. So when you look at the earth, we see evil for the wickedness. And we see people falling, we see pride being destroyed people losing it all people losing their lives we see the haughtiness of people become lower it's the most high and you're going to only continue to see it in droves you're only going to continue to see it occur isaiah chapter 23 verse 9 the most high Master of legions, devised it to defile pride in every delight, to suppress all the elite of the land. The Most High is the master puppeteer. The Most High is destroying the pride of the people. And to suppress all the elite of the land. Sooner or later, you're going to start seeing these celebs, all of their dirt coming out because they're all turning on each other. They're all running broke because you got to remember half these celebs don't have the money that they claim. They really don't. They're puppets. They can't even go. They can't even use their own money. When you look deep down the rabbit hole, man, it's it's wild what people will do for, for money, fame, status, wealth prominence in Babylon. Babylon is a huge complete trick. Jeremiah chapter 4 verse 22 
for my people are stupid. They have not recognized me. They are foolish children and they are not discerning. They are wise at doing evil, but know not how to do good. Look around. How do people act nowadays? As long as the majority rules, right? They'll do any wicked act as long as everybody else is doing it. They don't know how to do good. They don't know righteousness. They don't know the most high. They know how to speak against the most high and say the most high is not real. That's how people are. Jeremiah chapter 9 verse 23. For only with this may one glorify himself, contemplating and knowing me. For I am the most high who does kindness, justice, and righteousness in the land. For in these is my desire, the word of the most high. So we aren't to glorify ourselves at all. The Most High does not like that. I always just give all thanks and praise to the Most High. Even if somebody compliments me and it's like, Most High, that's on you. Every aspect of my life is because of the Most High. Hosea chapter 4 verse 6. My people has been eliminated for lack of knowledge. For you have spurned knowledge, and I will spurn you from serving me. And as, as, you, as you have forgotten the Torah of God, I, too, will forget your children. Said time and time again, people die for lack of knowledge. Psalm chapter 10 verse 4. The wicked man in the pride of his consonant says, He will not avenge. All his schemes are, There is no divine judge. You know, the pride full and the wicked believe that the Most High does not punish their deeds. You know, like the brother Edgar Mendick says, they think they're having it nice, but that's soon going to change. Thinking they're having it sweet making money in the pandemic, getting cryptocurrency. Good for you. It's not going to last. Psalm chapter 11, verse 2. For behold, the wicked bend the bow, ready their arrow on the bowstring to shoot in the dark at the upright of heart. The wicked hate righteousness. What have I said before? The wicked absolutely hate when you're righteous. Psalm chapter 14, verse 2 through 5. From heaven, the Most High gazed down upon mankind to see if there exists a reflective person who seeks out the Most High. Verse 3. Everyone has gone astray. Together they have become depraved. There is no doer of good. There is not even one. Verse 4. Do they not realize... All those evildoers who devour my people as they would devour bread, who do not call upon the Most High. Verse 5, that they will be struck with terror, for the Most High is 
with the righteous generation. You know, so the wicked continue to multiply, 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 while there aren't as many righteous. But we know that the wicked will be struck with terror and destroyed. So what do you see right now? People are terrorized. <laughs> they are absolutely terrorized. And it's only going to get worse. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 20 through 22. Wisdom sings out in the street. It gives forth its voice in the squares. Verse 21. It cries out at the head of noisy throngs. At the entrances of the gates in the city, it speaks its words. Verse 22. Oh, how, how long, O oh simpletons? Will you love folly? Scoffers covet mockery for themselves, and fools hate knowledge. Wisdom, knowledge, and understanding is out there for you to obtain. It's whether you want it. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 1 through 6. My child, if you accept my words and treasure my commandments with yourself, verse 2, to make your ears attentive to wisdom, incline your heart to understanding, verse 3, for only if you call out to understanding and give forth to your, vo your voice to discernment, verse 4, if you seek it as if it were silver, if you search for it as if it were hidden treasures, verse 5, then you will understand the fear of the Most High and discover the knowledge of the Most High. Verse 6, for the Most High grants wisdom from his mouth. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. So you only will get wisdom, knowledge, and understanding from the Most High. Plain and simple. That's it. That's the only time you're going to get the Most High and get, get that. Psalm chapter 3, verse 1 through 8. My child, do not forget my Torah, and let your heart guard my commandments. Verse 2, for they add to you length of days and years of life and peace. Verse 3, kindness and truth will not forsake you. Bind them upon your neck. Inscribe them on the tablet of your heart. Verse 4, and then you will find favor and goodly wisdom in the eyes of the Most High in man. Verse 5, Trust in the Most High with all your heart and do not rely upon your own understanding. Verse 6, in all your ways know him and he will smooth your paths. Verse 7, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Most High and turn away from evil. Verse 8, it will be health to your navel and marrow to your bones. We are to trust the Most High with all our hearts. We are to never forsake the Torah. We are to never forsake the laws, the statutes, the commandments. They add length of days to our life. You know, we think that we know everything, but that means that we're being wise in our own understanding. Plain and simple. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 11 through 16. My child, do not despise the Most High's discipline, 
and do not despise his reproof. Verse 12, for the Most High admonishes the one he loves, and like a father he mollifies the child. Verse 13, praiseworthy is a person who has found wisdom, a person who can derive understanding from it. Verse 14, for its commerce is better than the commerce of silver, and its produce is better than fine gold. Verse 15, it is more precious than pearls, and all your desires cannot compare to it. Verse 16, length of days is at its right, at its left, wealth and honor. I'm going to read verse 17 as well. Its ways are ways of pleasantness, and all its pathways are peace. We're not to despise discipline of the Most High. We're not to despise wisdom because we already know that wisdom is obtained from the Most High, having a relationship with the Most High, being righteous. That's how you gain wisdom. That's how you start seeing things for how they are. It's commerce is better than any type of wealth that you can think of. Peace of mind, man. Have peace of mind, especially today. You have peace of mind, man. You are blessed. Honestly, I have full peace of mind. Don't have anything weighing me down, anything stressing me out. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 12 through 14. I am wisdom. I dwell in cleverness. I provide knowledge of designs. Verse 13, fear of the Most High is hatred of evil. I hate pride and haughtiness, the way of evil in a duplicitous mouth. Verse 14, with me there is counsel and wisdom. I am understanding. With me is might. That should hit home for those who understand the Most High, who understand this righteous road, who can use their own brain and common sense to connect the dots. Proverbs chapter 9, verse 8 through 12. Do not rebuke a scoffer, lest he hate you, Rebuke a wise man, and he will love you. Verse 9. Give the wise man, and he will become even wiser. Make known to the righteous, and he will add to his learning. Verse 10. The beginning of wisdom is fear of the Most High, and the beginning of understanding is knowledge of the sacred. Verse 11. For through me your days will be increased, and they will increase years for, of life for you. Verse 12, if you have become wise, you have become wise for your own good. And if you have scoffed, you alone will bear responsibility. You know, that's why I mention, you know, when I give, when I share the wisdom that I have of the Most High with people, they're either going to accept it or they don't. And the ones who chastise it or mock the Most High, I'm not going to rebuke them because that person's going to either hate you or that person's going to try to do something. And it's like, what's the point of arguing with somebody over something that they have their mind set on? But when you give somebody who's wise information, they're going to grow. They're going to grow wiser. 
They're going to love it. They're going to accept it. And they're going to share it. That's the main difference. And having that relationship with the Most High is what increases your, your time on this earth. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 2 through 6. When a willful sinner comes, shame comes. But with modest ones comes wisdom. Verse 3. The innocent of the just will guide them, but the corruption of the faithless will despoil them. Verse 4. Wealth will not avail in the day of wrath, but charity will rescue from death. Verse 5. The righteous of the innocent one straightens his path, but the wicked one shall fall in his wickedness. Verse 6, the righteousness of the just will rescue them, but the faithless will be trapped in the destruction they plotted. You know, the pride of the wicked will entrap them. Not even their wealth will avail in the days ahead. This is plain and truth. It's true. Your wealth can't save you, man. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 6 through 7. The scoffer seeks wisdom, yet there is none. But wisdom will come easily to the understanding one verse 7 go far away from a man who is a fool lest you not know the lips of knowledge you know stay away from wicked people stay away from scoffers stay away from evildoers man unless you want to become like them proverbs chapter 15 verse 33 fear of the most high is the discipline of wisdom and humility precedes honor. You know what sticks out? Humility precedes honor. Fear of the Most High is the beginning of wisdom and f- is the discipline of wisdom in the beginning and humility precedes honor. Proverbs chapter 16 verse 5. Every haughty heart is the abomination of the Most High from hand to hand. He will not be exonerated. plain and simple Proverbs chapter 16 verse 18 pride precedes destruction and arrogance comes before failure and that's facts I'm going to read Proverbs chapter 16 verse 19 better to be lowly of spirit with the humble than to be sharing spoils with the proud so if that career that degree that job that title has you hanging around with the prideful and the boastful you just know that it's your own destruction especially in these days the ones who mock on the most high slander the most high who who love babylon those are the people going to bring you down proverbs chapter 18 verse 12 prior to his destruction a man's heart grows haughty but prior to honor there is humility I mean, that's facts. You grow haughty, you, you think you're a know-it-all, and then boom, you're done for. Proverbs chapter 21, verse 4. Haughty eyes and a proud heart are the plotting of the wicked, a sin. Proverbs chapter 21, verse 24. The boastful, willful man, scoffer is his name. The arrogant evildoer, he is a willful man. So the arrogant are scoffers. I mean, they're evildoers. And their pride will destroy them. 
Proverbs chapter 26, verse 4. Do not answer a fool according to his foolishness, lest you be considered like him. The righteous do not debate or even try to level with foolish people. Not at all. It's not worth it. Proverbs chapter 26, verse 12. Have you seen a man who is wise in his own eyes? There is more hope for a fool than him. Proverbs chapter 27, verse 1 through 2. Do not boast about tomorrow, for you know not what a day may bring. Verse 2. Let another praise you, not your own mouth, a stranger, not your own lips. So we're never to boast about tomorrow. We don't know if tomorrow's promise. That's why you always give thanks and praise for the moment that you're here. And we're never to exalt ourselves. We're to always give all thanks and praise to the Most High and glory and honor to the Most High only. People give you compliments and, and all that stuff. That's cool. But you know it's from the Most High. Proverbs chapter 27, verse 5. Open rebuke is good if it stems from hidden love. That's what you got to keep doing for your family and friends. Proverbs chapter 28, verse 4 through 5. Those who forsake the Torah praise the wicked, but the keepers of the Torah contend with them. Verse 5. Men of evil will not discern the, in, the in, inevitable judgment, but those who seek the Most High will understand it all. So you got people out here running around thinking that things are going to be normal. That things will go back to normal. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 12. If a ruler hearkens to falsehood, all his servants are wicked. Stop following Babylon. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 23. A man's pride will bring him low, but a lowly spirit will support his honor. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 25. Fear of man will add a snare, but one who trusts in the Most High will be encouraged. So brothers and sisters, are you going to continue to let your pride guide you? Are you going to continue to be wise in your own mind? Or are you going to humble yourself and return to the Most High and search for life, gain that wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, and add, have length of days added to your life, have peace of mind and prosperity? The choice is yours. A warning to the wicked. May the Most High bring calamities, strife, and iniquities upon you. To those who curse me, my family, and are aiming to retaliate against me for exposing them. To those who hate the Most High and His righteous saints along with His creation. To those who trick or mock the Most High's righteous saints. To those who want to see me lose my career, my livelihood, my health, my finances, or even my life. May the Most High do unto you tenfold. 
May the Most High put a curse upon you and eradicate you and your entire family, seed, and lineage. May you no longer inhabit the earth. For the Most High speaks through me. I'm here to do his righteous work. Therefore, I will send a curse upon those who wish for my downfall. Peace and blessings to all of the righteous saints of the Most High. Peace and blessings to all of those who have been on their own narrow path of the righteous with the Most High. And to those who are beginning on their own narrow path of the righteous with the Most High. May the Most High continue to bless you, protect you, guide you, and provide you with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. May your life be fulfilled and may you have peace of mind all of your days along with your family lineage. All praises to the Most High and the Most High only. Shalom.